Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Blast Podcast, where we believe that movies can be more than just movies. Uh, I want to give a preemptive spoiler warning, because today we're going to be talking about our favorite movie endings of all time. This plays off of our favorite movie beginnings from last week, um, and this has been a really tough one to game plan, because there are just a ton of endings that feel perfect, um, for lack of a better word. Ty, do you want to kick us off with what you've watched this week? You bet, Steve. Uh... Like last week, I, I did pretty good again. I, I watched four movies this week, uh, starting with The Departed. My roommate, he is very selective about the movies he wants to watch. Yeah. And one of few criteria that like meet his you know checklist, if you will, is, is it a Boston movie? Bill Simmons. And, <laughs> wow, it, dude, he's literally Bill Simmons. Well, this will be a, a rabbit hole we could go down another time. But that is why I rewatched The Departed. I was so pumped to get someone's reaction to the elevator scene. I think that's the best part of revisiting it yeah. is to see other people's reactions to the twist, especially if you don't know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what happened. It was shock and awe, but in a unique way. I was expecting a, a big, loud reaction, but it was more silence and just dread like total buzzkill moment that leo dies at the end yeah it it just it put a smile on my face the the last 20 minutes of total buzzkill so (laughs) super cool moment revisited the batman this week as well and i don't know if this is a hot take or not but this movie amps me up more than any rocky or creed movie could it the gosh this is so corny but march 4th 2022 this movie like locked me into the gym i just put my head down and tried to become more and revisiting it like lit that same fire under me sure it's a great movie but it legitimately fires me up like it's a rocky four training montage so cool that's awesome yeah and then i went and saw air in the theaters now i don't know if i would have and the only reason I did is because my dad never likes to go to the movie theater for a movie. He was pumped about it, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. Affleck and Damon are back. and It's an 80s movie uh, about the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan. I mean, it's the perfect dad movie archetype. <laughs> so yeah, went with my mom and my dad, and I think they really enjoyed it, but I thought it was just fine. In a couple of interviews leading into the movie... Uh, with Damon and Affleck, it seemed as if, you know, they were just ready to have a good time the next, you know, 15 years making movies together, having laughs and making money in the process. And that's what the final product of this movie seemed to be for me. It was perfectly just fine. Uh, very well made. You know, had a couple good laughs, had a couple really good scenes, but nothing that moved the needle for me. Yeah. Um, so I, if you're looking for a good sports drama, I think this is fine, but I would still lean Moneyball. If you're looking for something that's gonna knock your socks off, what uh, what would you say is a better Damon Affleck reunification, this or The Last Duel? I can't lie, I never saw The Last Duel. Oh, that's Isn't that shame. embarrassing. That is. Is it actually good? It's pretty good. It's a. Uh, I think it's an, a one time watch because it's pretty long and drawn out, but uh, it's really it's pretty powerful. That's one that got screwed over by COVID, right? Because it's a big-budget Ridley Scott movie, if I'm correct. It is. And it got rocked. I think it was also kind of mismarketed. Um, 
because it's more a story about like believing sexual assault survivors and like kind of exposing what it was like back then like in the medieval times um I don't know. Good to know going into it. I, I definitely want to check it out. And seeing Air made me want to go revisit it. Yeah. Um, for that Damon and Affleck thing. But yeah, it's on the docket. Fair enough. And then Adam the final Driver movie I. Too, in that, in Last Duel, Adam Driver. You're with kidding. Heat check. Yeah. Okay, cool. And who's the who's the main actress in it? That's a good question. It's. Couldn't even tell you your Jody, name. Jody, um, I think, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, Jody Jody Comer. Okay, maybe by face. I mean, I definitely know her by face, but not by name. Yeah. All right. Okay. Final movie I saw this week. This was a total on the whim, audible play for anyone that doesn't know, which would be all of you. I've been suffering with the flu the last few days and didn't want to do anything but watch movies. And the movie I decided on was Extraction. Now, why on earth would I pick Extraction? I on my YouTube like homepage, the mm-hmm. teaser trailer for the second movie popped up, and I think I watched it about five times. It, it is unironically one of my favorite teaser trailers of all time. It was so good that it got me to put on the first one, and it was exactly what I expected it to be, like an Aldi version of John Wick. Hmm. It was perfectly okay. Like it had some really cool action sequences, like a I want to say like a fifteen twenty minute one shot action sequence it was really cool yeah you know hemsworth say what you want the guy can bring it in terms of acting chops at times he knows when to turn it on yeah um you know he's a badass so all the action scenes look cool i I, i'm excited for the second one now but it's one of those where you just turn your brain off and have a good time fair enough but Um, that was those were my four uh interested interested to see what you got for us yeah uh in response to turning your brain off i did not turn my brain off at all i had to watch um just about maybe a little longer than 40 hours of movies for facets this week for the selection committee which was just brutal um it was a grind but got through it uh a lot of good ones a lot of really bad ones not much else i can say (laughs) Um, followed that up though with Nope, which was in response to the last pod we did, you brought it up and same exact thoughts as you. I think if it ends after Kaluuya's final run, then it's a perfect movie, but it goes on for just like 10, 15 minutes too long, uh, which is a shame. Okay. We did talk about this and we did agree that after the final run would be the perfect ending. Mm -hmm. I, and I think this still counts as that. But there's a moment where I was confused as an audience member, yeah. the director that was doing the the manual filming. Right. Yeah. He 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 highlights that the the light like might be a factor. Like he says something about something about the lighting with the sun, and I thought he was suggesting that the film wasn't going to look good because it was too bright. Like they weren't going to like the shot didn't work. Uh. That's what I thought on initial reaction. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do, but I, I just—I th- don't know. Like, does that suggest that like they didn't get the shot? I don't Wouldn't know. that have been cooler? It would have been. It's a—it's it, a tough movie. I think we should revisit and do just like a full-on Jordan Peele pod at some point. 
Yeah, sorry for going down the rabbit hole. Oh, you're keep, good. Keep it rolling. Um, next, I watched one of my favorite slashers ever, and really a forgotten one from the 90s, which is I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, I actually bought a three-pack DVD of I Know What You Did, I Still Know What You Did, and I'll Always Know What You Did, and I'm like kind of dreading visiting the second and third ones because I've never seen them. Um, but yeah, this is just a really solid tried and true slasher. I feel like there's, it's, it's a, there's some nice whodunit moments in it throughout. Um, it's a pretty star studded cast with Freddie Prinze, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and, uh, the dude who's married to Reese Witherspoon. Um, do you know who I'm talking about? Couldn't help you. Couldn't help you. Ryan Phillippe. Um, so, oh, yeah, okay. Great cast, but just an all-around enjoyable movie. And then I followed that up with a very not enjoyable movie for me, which was Resident Evil. Um, I don't, I don't know. This one just felt like a waste of my time. Like <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna forget or remember anything about this movie in like two days. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I, I've told you in the past. I. I've never visited the movies nor the games, so Fair. if you're saying that it's not worth it, then I'm not wasting my time. I kind of want to see the second one, um, just because the villain from the second movie is in Dead by Daylight. It's just the, it's like a survival horror game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I know what you mean. yeah, might, we'll see. Um, and then tonight, Quidon is on the docket. Uh, it's like a 1964 Japanese horror film about like folk tales. So I'm all in, you know? <laughs> so yes, again, perfect Steve movie, but I have a question for something like that. Where are you going to watch it? Is this a criterion or are you going to bunk it? What, what's your game plan? Oh, it's on HBO max. Okay. Okay. Then I, that's, that is really cool. I don't know if you've noticed that, but a lot of criterion movies are on hbo yeah it's because they have a partnership with turner classic movies i think okay yeah cool Cool. um all right so that's all i watched this week uh before we dive into our top 10 ty and i just had a ton of honorable mentions for this pod um and something that ty and i like to do from time to time is just text random forgotten football players from like the 2000s back and forth just to like remember who they are and kind of shout them out um riley cooper yeah riley cooper i started the last one with jeremy macklin and uh i think we ended with elvis doomerville riley cooper is a pull dude Don't don't get me started. We'll we'll skip the movies and I'll just rip a, another twenty five random football players. Tavares Jackson. Um, but we had just such a difficult time picking these ten endings. We thought it would be a good idea to kind of do that gauntlet, but with um, some of our favorite endings. And we're just going to go back and forth with honorable mentions until one of us gives up. So yeah, and in true fashion, you know, this is such a total boys thing to do. I know that. You know, we're proud of it, but I promise you there are hundreds of guys that do this instead of going to therapy. Oh, yeah. And in spirit of the game, you know, I do have a list, but I'm going to try and do this off the cuff because that's how the boys would want it done. Fair enough. I'm bringing my A game, but uh, I'm ready when you are. All right. Um, I'll start Beasts of the Southern Wild. Star Wars Episode Six: 
Return of the Jedi. Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie. Star Wars Episode Five: Empire <laughs> Strikes Back. Is that how this is gonna go? Uh, <laughs> Dead Poets Society. Infinity War. Hoosiers. The Irishman. Rocky. Rocky Two. Rocky Four. I'm doing it. Tasm Two. I lost my body. I knew it. Uh, oh man. Okay. Uh, Terminator Two. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Ah, that's that hurts. Yeah. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Captain America: First Avenger. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Toy Story three. That's a good one. Uh, it's such a beautiful day. Still gotta watch that one. Um, the Truman Show. Fallen Angels. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I have so many cop outs I could use. Um, End Game. No Country for Old Men. That is a great pick, dude. Yeah. That is a great pick. It's a slept on ending. Yep. Um, Tenet. Train spotting. I can tell I've got you on the ropes. I am. I'm struggling. Uh, Shutter Island. Sing Street. Cuckoo's Nest. Get Out. A Few Good Men. Memento. God, I am I am struggling. Seven. After Sun. Which would have been on my top ten, but I didn't want to spoil. After Sun would have been on my top ten, but I didn't want to spoil it since it's relatively recent. Respectable. Um The Usual Suspects. Ex Machina. The Natural. Knives Out. Oh my god, dude, you're killing me. (laughs) Um all right, I'm, I'm looking. The Thing. Speak No Evil. The, does the Batman count? Dude, that was that was on my list, yeah. Um, Minari. Hereditary. 1917. Oh, my God. Dunkirk. Waves. God damn it. I really tried my best, dude. I should have known better. You almost worked me all the way through my list. No way. Yeah. I okay. think all I had left was mid-90s nocturnal animals and prisoners. Prisoners. How did I forget prisoners? Or like a rival. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's going to haunt me. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. All right. GG. Yeah. All Respect. right. Respect. So, since I won, do I get to start off our top ten? Yeah, let's get down to business. And for anyone that didn't listen to the last pod, do you want to break down how we structure our top ten list? Yeah, so in the last one, I had four choices and Ty had three. In this one, I'll have three choices and Ty has four. And those seven picks of our top ten are not in any particular order. They're just ones that we kind of think are in our personal top tens and wanted to 
discuss. And then we have a consensus top three between the two of us that we both agree are the three greatest movie endings of all time. Let's get to it. All right. Um, So this is kind of cheating since we just went through that whole gauntlet, but I did have to shout out my favorite ending of all time, and it would be number one on this list, I think, for both of us if we opened it up to limited series. And that is normal people. Um, I'll go. I'll go and I'll stay, and it'll be okay. Is just the most soul-crushing three lines I think that have ever been uttered. Right, (laughs) Steve. When I mean, we've talked about this before, and maybe this deserves its own pod. But I mean, it would take me weeks to get to get my (laughs) like will myself to watch another episode because of. how much pain the show put me in and i finally decided you know what i'm just gonna rip through the last three episodes and just suffer for one night what a terrible mistake (laughs) i ugly cried ugly cried oh yeah for a good you know two and a half three hours after the finale yeah um yeah that one stung dude it's an ending that just makes you say like shit soul crushing yeah um i revisit that last scene like probably every other week maybe and it doesn't get old um it's it's not just i th- I think what sets this apart is it's not just like one of my favorite endings ever or maybe my favorite but it is one of the best scenes i think i've ever seen that's not a ridiculous take it's not at all the and only difference is for you go. with me versus you is i probably won't revisit this ever again it's too powerful but that that's saying something yeah it 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 does its job it it makes you feel something yeah um all right you also had a kind of dishonorable mention if i'm not mistaken if you want to get that out of the way real quick yeah let's let's keep bouncing so i think everyone was expecting this to be in our consensus top three or at least in an honorable mention but it's not going to be I I have this weird gripe with the ending of The Dark Knight. And this is... I know I'm in the minority here. I know everyone loves this ending. But I just have this one glaring issue that I can't get past. Like, the monologue. Like, Batman needs to get out of there. Like, he, he needs to escape so that he can <laughs> pretend that he killed all those people and not Dent. And he's yeah. giving Gordon this monologue about, you know, <laughs> like trust and belief and send the dogs on me. Yeah. No, Bruce, run, run. <laughs> and then to, to top it off, Gordon is now talking to his what looks like his six or seven year old about guardian angels and the dark night and. We have to chase him because he's what the city deserves. Yeah. Dude, this kid doesn't care. It's like, (laughs) this is, he's a superhero. He's not, he's not going to put that together. I mean, it it just doesn't make sense. It's, it's cool, but it just doesn't make sense. And it drives me nuts. It's a, it's a fair gripe. It's a fair gripe. And once I, you know, saw it that way, I can't unsee it. It's so frustrating. I've always been a dark... Oh, God. I just want to make sure. 
I didn't even put it in my list. Oh, I could have said The Dark Knight Rises is one of my favorite endings. <laughs> what a waste. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just got this weird gripe with The Dark Knight. If you want to watch it with that lens, report back. Let me know if you have the same issues. Fair enough. Um, all right, then. Kicking off our top ten um, is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. This is... A good one. Yeah, this is Charlie Kaufman at his peak, I think, and that's not at all a hot take. Um, this is maybe the greatest screenplay ever written. I don't know if you've read it. it Have you read it? I don't think that's great. I mean, it's it's beautiful, dude. And I'm not one, and I feel like I've made this clear as day amongst all these podcasts. I have a really hard time with all these, you know, sad movies. Mm-hmm. But this is this is sad in a a beautiful way where yeah. I can go back and smile and, and take something positive away from it. Yeah. It, it's, it's really well written, but it's executed even better. I think that, um, Kaufman's ability to make okay sound like a top five movie quote of all time. I mean, like I, I watched a video essay on why it is the best movie quote of all time and there's a case to be made, but oh my God, dude, it is okay just pounds my heart um and just the whole idea of like is there anything truly more beautiful than going into something knowing damn well that it's going to fail but you just want to experience every second of it anyways and right it's a it's a good lesson to be had is you know you go through you know part of love is the feeling of heartbreak when when you lose somebody and you may want to get rid of that pain, but sometimes it's just not, it's not worth it. You wouldn't want to give up all the good times and forget about all the things that, that made you happy and all the reasons you fell in love in the first place. It's, yeah. it's a cool message, dude. I think it's a great pick. I would have loved to see this in theaters and just watch like every person in this like massive IMAX just sobbing. Um <laughs> It would have probably been the last movie I ever saw yeah. if I had to watch it in theaters. <laughs> I uh, The first time I saw this, I was on Netflix party with one of my friends, and I was, like, crying, and I muted myself because I was, like, ready for it to get ugly, and I heard him, like, stifle a sob over the line, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, God. All right, you want right. to take it away with your list? Yeah, um, I can do that. Let me get down to my my randoms here. Um, Starting with Shutter Island, and Steve mentioned before this is like a personal list. I know that this isn't a consensus or or clear, you know, best ending of all time, but it's one of my favorites. Shutter Island is one of my favorite movies, and it's because of this powerful ending. And it's a combination of Leo going to save Ruffalo the big twist reveal and at the time of seeing it, I couldn't have been more than 15 or 16 years old. I was uh, flabbergasted to find out that Leo was a patient. I I don't know if I would have, you know, at this age, if I saw it for the first time, but I was so convinced that Scorsese was playing with the audience. I watched so many analysis videos afterwards. I was still convinced that the, the hospital tricked him that he wasn't actually crazy the first time I watched it. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, 
but uh, you know upon revisit and diving into that final scene where it's that famous quote which would be worse to live as a monster or to die as a good man yeah um it's just something that's always stuck with me it's a scene i always revisit it's an ending you know a lot of people want to talk to me about and i think that's why i cracked my cracked my list that's fair um i think that if you didn't just see it too the departed probably belongs on this list scorsese is really just the king of endings isn't he yeah um i have uh, this is you know what this is actually just bias i i agree it's a great ending total gut punch Mm -hmm. i have one gripe i think the the final shot of the rat walking across the the balcony is a little too on the nose (laughs) a little too tongue-in-cheek i think someone should have poked marty and said you know i don't think you need that i think you got the point across but everything leading up to that you know dignum's revenge that that's a great moment yeah that's a good pick all right um so you know i'll I'll keep going i'll keep going sorry sounds good um i got i got a couple more randoms for you um you wouldn't you'd be surprised that i've got this one on here this one's a soul crusher oh wow marriage marriage story (laughs) i this is another one where i just couldn't control myself this was before normal people or everything everywhere you know i was a little less soft if you will it it took a lot to make me cry i don't think i up to that point i had never cried in a movie i don't think yeah and this one crushed me man and it's all because of this ending the the final two scenes are brutal it it transitions from adam driver reading the letter that Scarlett Johansson wrote for him at the beginning of the movie that she refused to read during couples therapy. Yeah. And this line just, it's a killer. She writes, I fell in love with him two seconds after I saw him and I'll never stop loving him, even if it doesn't make sense anymore. And it pans to her crying at the door. She heard him read it. And there's not a big moment between the two of them just a killer Danny Elfman track. And then it cuts to them walking out of the house with their kid and having this unspoken, I guess, redemption or, you know, making the divorce work moment mm-hmm. that, again, is paired with a great Danny Elfman track. Randy and, Newman. Oh, you're kidding. You're kidding. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm, I'm so in tune with my scores, too. I should have double-checked that. Yeah. Sorry, Randy. <laughs> regardless uh sergeant pepper shoelaces great track God. if you haven't heard it yeah but the these final two scenes are some of the best gut punches i've i've ever gotten from a movie that's why it's on my list that's awesome um do you mind if i take it away here for a similar ending yeah i, I think this is a great segue all right um so the next on my list is before midnight which i was brings, expecting this yeah it it brings one of the most fantastical romances ever to reality, and it really grounds these characters. Um, Wait, hold on. Before you keep going, yeah. this is... I haven't seen this movie. This is the, the final one in the trilogy? Yeah, so it goes before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight. Okay, perfect. I'm giving you 90 seconds to explain this, and then I'm coming back in the room. Okay. Or you know what? No, no I'm just going to No, you should take... just sit through. No, I, I'm, I'm going to watch these. All right. I'm taking my earbuds out. Just wave at me when when you're done. Sounds good. Um, 
this entire movie essentially is an ending and that's why it has to be on this list i think um before sunrise made it into the best openings and time travel callback in this ending is what earns it a spot on this list um when jesse says quote if you want love this then this is it this is real life it's not perfect but it's real that is one of the most soul-crushing lines i think that have ever been uttered um i love it so much and it's it's really a shocker because the first time i saw this movie i completely hated it um i hated everything about this movie and after i think i've watched it two more times since then i have really just grown to love the way that it has put these characters into real life and out of this fantasy um it's it's a tough pill to swallow the first time and I would assume Ty will have a similar reaction to me. The first two movies when I saw them, five stars instantly, and this one got a four from me. But it has grown into a five star and maybe my favorite of the list. So You know, now that I'm in corporate America suffering through it, I now have a little bit of, you know, spending money. So maybe I just man up and buy the before trilogy that I've looked at several times during the Barnes and Noble discounts on Criterions. Maybe I just finally pull the trigger on it do it you're not gonna regret it it's dude i i know we we talk about this all the time i i know that they're good but because you love them i know that they're just gonna kill me <laughs> like I, I i know it uh, yeah that's like, fair I, I i take no enjoyment in feeling pain like that yeah i i don't know man you're gonna love the first two that's all i'm gonna tell you <laughs> yep i i i have zero doubts my friend all right let me let me take it back um this is a feel-good emotional moment feel-good emotional ending and it's one that i never really had a, a great connection to until i got older and that'd be field of dreams now this is a movie i don't love it's a perfectly fine sports movie and that's about it but i would say about six seven months ago my dad i i had deleted tiktok i was done with social media but my dad and i that was our like only form of communication we have the best relationship this is not where i'm going with this (laughs) but we don't we don't catch up about anything we communicate solely through tiktok clips yeah and i had deleted my account and he texted me separately like, hey, um, I've sent you a couple good ones, but I haven't gotten the, the typical responses. Um, I think you should go check it, check a few of them out. And I told him I had deleted TikTok. Like I, I was checking out a social media. And yeah. he, he sends me the ending to Feel the Dreams. And he says, I'd give anything to have. Or I've cherished every one of our catches together. Love and miss you. Um, so I'm already just worked up just getting that text, but I go back and watch the clip and I just melt. And for anyone that hasn't seen field of dreams or needs a reminder, it's all about Kevin Costner building up his dad as this character that he didn't really have a relationship with that. He basically said kick rocks to when mm-hmm. he got to, you know, he was 18 years old and then his dad passed away shortly after that. And he never got to have like, that final father son moment of 
redemption or reconnection. And at the end of the movie, uh, his dad walks out of the cornfield that of the baseball field he builds, and they're having a conversation with each other. And before he walks back into the cornfield, he says, Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? And he chokes up and says, I, I'd like that. And it's just this, this montage of, or not montage, but, you know, minute and a half of them throwing the ball, powerful yeah. score. It's, it's some moving shit, dude. It's That's the amazing. perfect ending. It's why you love baseball. It's, it's just a great father-son moment, and I'm a sucker for those. So, quick question. What do you think is the better father-son moment? The Field of Dreams ending or Invincible's flashback to baseball into you, Dad, I'd still have you. Oh, that's I was waiting for that one. Um, <laughs> I'm totally biased because my dad doesn't watch TV shows like that. And plus, <laughs> um, Omni-Man's kind of a dick. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean Field of Dreams, but... That that final scene between Omni Man and Invincible, that's a that's a soul crusher as well. Yeah. Probably belongs on the list if we ever did T V shows. Um, yep. Agreed. Agreed. Cannot wait for season two, by the way. Yeah. All right. All right, let's not um, let's not get off the rails. Um I'm gonna steal wanna... it back, yeah. For my last for my last of my random picks. And it is, as expected, a ghost story. Um Favorite movie of all time has to be one of my favorite endings of all time. Here we go. Um, this is a perfect ending. <laughs> Ty's rolling his eyes already, but um, this just fits the film really well. Uh, there's an absolute just banger of a track playing by Daniel Hart. It's called The Secret in the Wall. And, oh, man, like even just hearing that track uh, makes me tear up sometimes. There's a lot of discussion i think about what's on the note um and not even david lowry the director knows what's on the note uh only rooney mara and casey affleck know because uh she was just instructed to write something that was meaningful to her character and i think that's really awesome um it's beautiful we don't need to know what's on the note because all we need to know is that it's enough for him to move on and that it really drives home that point of everybody has to move on. And also the concept of the time loop is played out perfectly in this ending. That's I, I have a confession for you. Yeah. You know, I know I, I'm always rolling my eyes about this movie and how I'm, I'm not as in love with it as you are, mm-hmm. but um, I, I have secret in the wall in my, like movie scores playlist and it's one i listen to a lot it's beautiful i may not love this movie but dude that that final shot or you know that that ending scene it, it is beautiful yeah. and like you said i think the ambiguity ambiguity about it is what makes it special so i'm glad you called that out yeah um i don't know after the first time i watched this movie i just laid on my basement floor and stared at the ceiling for two hours so if that's not what an ending wants uh wants to do then i don't know what is <laughs> all right with that said let's uh let's move on to whiplash my final honorable mention if you will or, or final top one. spot great i one. it's worthy of a top three spot but just didn't quite make the list this is one steve and i both really like it it's about as perfect as it gets and 
I don't know if you want to call it the ultimate revenge arc, but we'll, we'll, we'll debate about that, whether or not Teller or Simmons wins in this scene. I think that's a, a great debate to be had. Yeah. But just Neiman walking out defeated after um, uh, Simmons tells him, like, you think I'm stupid? I know it was you. And completely sabotages him at the concert. Yeah. What a gut punch. I remember just sinking in my couch like, you got to be fucking kidding me. There's no way this guy got him again. And he's walking out, decides, no, I fuck this. I'm, I'm going to go show the world what I got. And just completely goes off script, plays the songs he knows, and just dials it up. And, you know, Simmons' eyes just widen as he realizes, like, holy shit, we've got we've got charlie parker i did it and yeah. it's just them going back and forth um for the next seven minutes as teller does his drum solo i i i will never forget just sitting you know underneath my loft in my couch in my room you know like 17 years old just wide-eyed just <laughs> couldn't believe what i was watching and then a perfect cut to black as he smacks the the cymbals just cool just really awesome ending. Yeah. I mean, I listen to this one all the time. I don't know about you, but like Whiplashes or Caravan, I think is the song, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. It's in my, uh, it's, I don't know if this is cheating. It's in my movie scores playlist. Does that, is that cheating or no? No, it's not cheating. All right. <laughs> There's no words. So I figure it, it it's fair game. Should just be a movie music type deal, if you ask me. Yeah, that, that's why I was kind of concerned. But it, either way, um, oh, well. this is one I thought should be in the top three. That's why I wanted to talk about it last. Yeah, um, this was this probably could have been on my list. It should be in the top three, like Ty said. I think this is a consensus number four, right? Oh no, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. All right then, um, kicking off our true consensus top three is. Goodwill Hunting. Um, Here we go. Son of a bitch stole my line. <laughs> uh, I think, son of a bitch stole Whiplash's number three spot. Honestly, yeah. But um, Will is just easily, if not the most, one of the most well-written characters of all time. Um, and this is finally where we get his breakthrough. He finally takes the risk to be a better person and to have a better life. Um and it's all capped off by the Miss Misery by Elliot Smith needle drop, which is just impeccable. Just what a perfect ending. It's it just mirrors exactly how Affleck, you know, breaks it down when they're when they're um in the brickyard. Oh yeah. So, you know, if you're still here in thirty years, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> you know, the best part of my day is when I, you know, walk up to your door and you know, I knock and I just pray you're not there. And we get that scene at the end of the movie. You know, pair that up with Damon going to visit Sean, Robin Williams' character, and drop the the note in his at his office. And you you met you mentioned the famous line, you know, son of a bitch, stole my line. But that is in response to Matt Damon's character, Will Hunting, saying, Um, I gotta go see about a girl. Yeah. It's awesome. How awesome is it? How awesome of it, or 
it, it just, how awesome is it that they took a corny line like that and it's just an all-timer now <laughs> it's it's incredible um, it's perfect and i don't know if you know this we almost didn't get this ending do you know what the original ending goodwill hunting was no um about halfway through the script in damon and affleck's original version it uh changed into like a cia thriller because will joins the cia okay i i didn't know how it ends but i didn't <laughs> i i knew about this part yeah I knew about this part how, how just, does it end do you know no i have no idea okay yeah it's i like can only a, imagine with like will saving the world right <laughs> it's like a shootout or something yeah um no this is this is perfect there's i've heard a lot of people say like how long does do will and skylar actually last once will gets there um and the answer is probably like two weeks but i don't think the movie suffers from that at all (laughs) thank god it doesn't yeah Um, that's something you just shouldn't talk about because it's so true like they make it like another four months and then one of them is like yeah all right maybe not yeah that's okay that's okay it's 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 not about that it's about him taking the leap and doing something new yep perfect ending perfect ending let's just leave it at that all right coming in at the two spot now i've started to see this this ending pop up in meme culture with leo's character opening his eyes in the airplane and that would be inception you know i can sit here and talk all day about how fantastic this ending is but I don't think it works as well if it's not paired with arguably the greatest piece of music ever in time by Hans Zimmer. That's awesome. This song is gorgeous. This this ending for Leo's character is magical. And the two of them together make for one of the greatest endings of all time. Steve, what are your thoughts? I think it's the best open ending of all time, uh, by far. Without question. Um, back when I was an intern at Facets for their kids' summer camps, um, one of the questions one of the teachers asked was, why do filmmakers give us open endings sometimes? And one of the kids responded, because they hate us. And, um, (laughs) I think about that a lot, but this is one of the, (laughs) one of the few open endings that feels like so meticulous and intentional, um, he i don't i don't care about michael kane's wedding ring like there's all these internet posts on reddit and like whatever about oh well michael kane's wedding ring is or leo something yeah leo's wedding ring is off when he comes back so it's like real or whatever the point is it doesn't matter right um he's he he doesn't care if he's dreaming or not anymore he just wants to be with his kids and that's that's all that and yeah exactly and I'm glad that you mentioned that because when I saw it for the first time, I didn't know that there was like a consensus. Oh, he's got the wedding ring on. It's not a dream. Yeah. You know, I just saw it as like you mentioned, like he does not care that right. he doesn't care about what's reality anymore. He just wants to be in the reality where his kids are. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, I, think the first time i saw this was when i was eight when it came out and i watched it with my sister yeah no i watched it with my sister i didn't understand all of it but it was still an amazing movie and i remember her just the entire time saying wait for the ending wait for the ending 
and then when it wobbles, she's like, do you see the wobble? Do you think it's fake or real? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's so cool, dude. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an all-timer. It's an ending that I feel like perfectly concludes the movie. Um, like, it wraps up Leo's character just without flaw. Right. It, get, it gets right down to business. After they, you know, unlock Killian Murphy's, you know, vault, if you will, or safe, it's right it's right down to business they all wake up on the plane um gosh i could i can't tell you the character or the actor's name but leo's boss essentially makes the phone call they get to the airport he makes it through security meets up with michael kane sees his kids the the totem wobbles cut to black call it a day airtight ending yeah i'm i will say too now i have time just replaying in my head just it's awesome i know you're not on social media anymore but that song and like when leo's waking up on the plane it's really taken over as as meme culture right now really it's like when you and the boys wake up after 14 beers but your eight leg parlay cashed and everyone's just looking around like holy shit we made it oh my god yeah it's it's been a really good meme meme template lately all right do you wanna do you wanna go for number one you bet and i'm glad you gave me the keys for this one because i have a good story to go with it oh boy yeah spoiler warning our number one is la la land and why i wanted to talk about this one is because in 2016, when it came out, I saw it with my girlfriend at the time. We went to the movie theater with her family. Oh, God. Uh, AMC Naperville, just the big, the big screen. You know, popcorn Ooh. drinks, the whole shebang. You know, and at 16, you, you know, you, you're holding hands. You're all cuddled up for what's supposed to be an awesome love story and a musical. Right. And then you get to the last 11 minutes. And you're so confused. You know, these people love each other. Why why can't they be together? I don't I don't understand. And then three, four years go by. You're like, oh. Okay, I get it. This is why it's number one for me. It's aged so well, and as you get older, it means more to you. It's more than just a sad ending. It's powerful. It has a lot to say. It means more than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Uh, this one breaks me every time. La La Land as a movie, I didn't really care for that much. I didn't like the musical aspects of it. I think it was a little over the top and stupid sometimes. And somehow this this ending puts it into my top like 50 all time. So <laughs> It's one of those, dude. And that's what makes it so great is I... You know, I don't. I didn't mind the musical aspect, okay, but I'm kind of with you in that sense where I was like, yeah, this is like a three and a half out of five. Like I'm having a good time. Yeah. And then the final ten minutes happens. Like, holy shit, Chazelle's a wizard. And that's that's a testament to how good this ending is. It's it's incredible. I don't know how long I can even talk about it without just breaking down. But I mean, essentially, you get that that main message of. You know, you can live your life a, a thousand different ways, and it doesn't matter because what ifs are always just going to be what ifs. So you just got to keep moving forward and 
live with the choices you made and enjoy what you can try and make your dreams come true and yeah. sometimes to do it the person you care about most can't come with ever every guy's got their la la land girl every single guy <laughs> i don't care what they say every, everyone watches this ending and does whatever they need to do to cope afterwards interestingly enough um from my personal experience this ending plays better with guys than girls um in what way uh i'm trying to think of all the people but i've like three of my friends girlfriends have watched this movie with them all of the dudes have been like yeah this is the greatest ending of all time all the girls have said it's awful interesting yeah i don't want to yeah what are we going to do try and break down the psychology of men and women but no <laughs> it's just like every guy's got that that one first love or true love that they had and it's buried deep in their subconscious forever is that just not a thing for girls i who knows hey man good, good for them it's it's painful <laughs> all right um are you ready to wrap this up then i i would love to move on this all is right. killing me yeah, this is probably the hardest list I've ever made. I don't know. Ty, what do you think? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, dude, my just my list for our little game at the beginning, yeah. it, it was 22 deep, and I can think of like eight more that I missed. And then yeah. we cooked up a, a list of 10. I mean, it, there are a lot of great endings, dude. Yeah, I, I changed my like three personal picks probably five times, and I could have kept going, but it was 2 a.m., and I was ready to be done. Um. But endings just really make a movie, I think. And going through my list of my favorite 100 movies of all time, I feel like every single one of them on there has just a heater of an ending. Because, um, like, without a real just, like, showstopper that ties everything together, what's the point, you know? Couldn't agree more. Um, also, a shocker to me is that there weren't any really, like, tried-and-true sports movies. You can make an argument for Field of Dreams, but, like, I'm thinking, like, Hoosiers, Rocky, uh, League of Their Own, even. Um, yeah. I can't... Oh, dude, a League of Their Own has a great ending. Wow. Yeah. Dude, yeah. my list. Um, I will... Yeah, I put The Natural in our game. That was the one honorable mention. It's the Robert Redford baseball yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, you just mentioned one that... That I'm upset I missed. Oh, dude, I, I think that Rocky Two could have held the spot on this list. That the it Yo Adrian, I did it. That's yeah. like a top five quote ever. That one, that one makes me emotional. Yeah, I, but, it's hard for me not to pick Hoosiers. We are Marshall, Rudy. Rudy, dude, that's like, another good one. There are just so many classics on there. I'm surprised that none of them made our top ten. But I'd love to do a top 10 sports movies pod sometime soon. Absolutely. But but to your point, yes, there aren't sports movies on this list, but to to another one of our points is that there's just so many great endings. And I think yeah. that the 10 we put together encapsulates what makes a great ending. And it's, I think so too. It's one that can transcend a good movie into a great movie, make a great movie a classic. Um, I don't know, just make a movie timeless if you will yeah i completely agree and i think we had a pretty good variety too like shutter island and marriage story that's <laughs> doesn't get more different yeah and that's what you gotta love about it 
movies can be more in their own ways always all right well i hope you all enjoyed listening because this was definitely a fun one to make um we'll catch you next week on the next blast podcast see you guys later